0: And apparently, snorting, you know, bat crap is not good for you.
1: Right. I, I've, I've heard that. I've tried it a couple of times, but I just wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Willie Robertson, welcome to the Willie Robertson Podcast. As always, I have my sloppy assistant, Johnny D, with me. Johnny D, how are you? Hello, boss. I've redeemed myself this week. He's redeemed. I've redeemed it. Well, I just... We got, uh, we got time zones right and everything this week. We did. I know. Johnny D screwed this up last week, and uh, uh, we were going to have uh, uh, Matt Light on, but we uh, we ended up with uh, Benny Doodoo and Johnny D, so uh, riveting, riveting, <laughs> getting, the digging in the mind of <laughs> Benny Doodoo, <Dudu, laughs> the James cameraman. Benjamin <laughs> Oh, man. He is a character, but so this week I'm excited because we do have Matt Light uh, we have uh, connected, and uh, we are super excited about this. Matt Light, what is up?
0: Oh, brother, listen, first of all, I mean, let, let's not get on Cousin It too much. I mean, Johnny D has a very difficult job to do, yep. and I know there's a lot of stress that comes with that, but oh, you save were, it. save it, obviously, entertained by a great philosopher. You know, so, I mean, that, that that's pretty good trade-off. I mean, Benny Dudu is a... Uh,
1: Benny is a yeah, I, a... yeah, he is sort of a kind of a spiritual redneck philosopher. He's a strange guy. He's a strange man. He's a strange man. Uh, yep. Matt, Light, Matt Light was a professional football player, a stud college football player at Purdue University. Uh he has been on Super Bowls. He uh, uh, probably one of the funniest guys um, that I know and love to hang out with. And he comes around, uh, at least he used to come around, and hang out with us with Buck Commander uh, before he got so busy with whatever it is he's doing in his retirement. So which is many things, which we're going to talk about all those things. And uh, uh, Matt, you ha- you've been a little under the weather uh, that I actually just found out about uh, a couple of days ago, but. You got sick uh, doing what all of us do, which is trying to uh, reclaim or tear down barns. Now, what what is the story? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, look, um,
0: uh, among many other things, you know, whether it's hunting or keeping up with kids and all that stuff, I try to get out when I get home uh, to Ohio and we're running all of our camps for the foundation, all that stuff. I try to get out and reclaim old barns, you know, people tear them down all the time and you know, they're trying to move past, like, what's old, and they can't, you know, store stuff in anymore, and they, they, they just kind of burn or throw into a hole what's got oodles of history and a lot of characters. So we try to go in and reclaim it all, but when you're in there, it's nasty. It's hundreds of years of, you know, bat droppings and bird droppings and just dust and debris, and apparently snorting, you know, bat crap is not good for you.
1: Right. I, I've, I've heard that. I've tried it a couple of times, but I just wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, it had no real effect, right? I mean, snorting any sort of then, feces it, is it not does. good, Matt. That's just a that's. But I mean, this is old stuff that literally can kill you. But did yeah. you did you not know that? I mean, did you sound like you're, were kind of a, an expert barn reclaimer? Did you not know that you should wear a mask whenever you're tearing down a bunch of stuff, or did you just Was it just your ego? I mean, what happened? Because I didn't know that. I would go in there with you. If you'd invited me, let's be honest, I wouldn't have come. But had (laughs) I been in town and you were like, hey, let's go get some cool wood, I would would have no idea either. I would end up being sick because I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I did know it. I mean, I definitely knew that there were bad things out there. I mean, I had no idea that the word histoplasmosis was – like a real thing, you know, I mean, who, who, who looks up the word histoplasmosis? Like it doesn't exist in the vocabulary, but right. like, it, it definitely is real. And, you know, look, the other side of the equation is, you know, if you, if you guys have ever watched one of these commercials for, you know, a product like Humira and at the end of it, they say, you know, we will weaken your immune system and make you more susceptible to fungal infection as it goes. It happens real quick, right? right. Like the guy that can talk a million miles an hour. Right. Well, I, I've been battling Crohn's for a long time. I'm on Humera. And hey, look! I'm I'm the guy that can say, "Yep, they're
1: right." Way to go, fellas! <laughs> so the little fine print thing, and that got you, and you actually were—I mean, really sick, like super sick—in your lungs. This is gotten yeah, in your lungs, yeah, it was, and it's it, like touching it. Touch it, was and-
0: it was it was a week in the, you know a week in the hospital, but weeks before that, where I should have been in the hospital, and uh, you know, lung biopsies, and they're you know trying Ooh. to rule out you know some kind of Cancer, or lymphoma, and all this stuff. And it's, it's difficult for infectious disease people, you know, to pinpoint things that don't, you know, readily make themselves available. So yeah, I mean, and look, when you're in there, it's like any other time in your life. When you slow down long enough and the, you know, and the big man upstairs, you know, kind of grabs you and sits you down and says, hey, you know, you need to slow down. You need to take care of this. Right. You, you start realizing what's truly important and what's, you know, re- what's real in your life. And, right. and so, while it was a difficult time for me and my wife and all the work that she had to put into it, and she's doing the, the work of, you know, both of us while still trying to, you know, tend to me and be at the hospital, man, you, you are grateful for everything you have and walking upright because it was a tough road. And people do, you know, pass away from histoplasmosis, you know. Wow. Um, I mean, the numbers are staggering. I, I forget wow. what it said, but 40 to 50% of them don't make it.
1: Wow, that's that's unbelievable. And I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that you did get that perspective um, of that, and we're just glad you're better. I'm glad you're uh, safe and okay. And uh, yeah, that would have been a, uh, a severe tragedy, especially over something like that. Um, and you have kids, How many kids do you have, Matt?
0: We've got four. So yeah, now that we got death out of the way, we're we're getting back to you know soccer and. Right. volleyball games and you know homework and all the good but it's stuff.
1: those little things like that that are that are so important and spending time with your kids and uh so man i you know i had no idea and i heard the story and i was like good grief and uh, i knew if we you know if i talked to you you were gonna um probably be act like it wasn't a big deal and uh but it was a big deal so um but i'm glad you're good so now let's talk about uh, uh some funner stuff and uh some of the stuff that um uh, uh, some of the stuff we've gotten into um, a lot of these crazy buck commander stories, a lot of them, Matt is right there. Matt's usually in the center of them. And um, probably my favorite Matt light story is when you decided you were going to go hunting for a deer with a bow and arrow, and which, you know, and, and we buy all this expensive camouflage and we put scent control. We do all these things so that we can get as close to a deer as we can. And Matt light has the great idea that he is going to, hunt a deer, and shoot a deer wearing a Santa Claus outfit. Yeah. True true story. That that
0: actually happened. I mean, (laughs) you know.
1: What's amazing, you tried it. The amazing part, you, you actually pulled it off. Succeeded. And you succeeded and bagged a big buck deer wearing a Santa suit.
0: Yeah, you know, um. There's so many of these things, I, You yeah, know, we 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 sit around, we joke, we, you know, we enjoy the campfire and the camaraderie and everything that goes along with hunting. but very rarely, like do some of the things that we come up with, the funny things, the lighter moments, all pun intended, very rarely do they actually become executable, and like, you know all of it, you know, all the hey, wouldn't it be funny if, and oh man, you know, we ought to try the this was one of those where I'm literally packing to go down to Louisiana to join you guys and I look up and I and I have like a whole like wardrobe that's nothing but costumes you know at, at any point you got to become a superhero you got to be prepared <laughs> and and I look up and I see this Santa Claus outfit it's a week before Christmas I'm like yeah why wouldn't we so I throw it in I'll never forget waking up that morning one of the one of the greatest things was singing some Christmas carols and hearing all of you guys, like, can you shut up? You know, like, we, I still got 20 minutes of sleep. And then, you know, Benny comes down and he's like, hey, man, you need to get ready. And I'm like, no, we're we're good to go, baby. And so we get up in that, you know, Santa's workshop up there in the sky. And wouldn't you know it, the three days before that, I couldn't find a deer. But that day, they came out. We got the deal done. And that that was a special moment.
1: The Lord provided. Who was filming you? Was it Benny.
0: Oh yeah, Benny. Yeah. Benny. So Liberty,
1: Benny Liberty, our last morning. guest was the man who filmed you in the Santa suit. I had forgotten that detail. Uh and the video the the video is just hysterical. Cuz remember you said you were going you were going to do this in a Batman suit and a Spider-Man. Suit. <laughs> you were going right, to cap- We wanted to
0: keep the series going for the kids.
1: <laughs> well, that was one of my uh one of my favorite moments. Uh you also, now this is smart. It's a great tip out there to young people to you also dressed up in a Sasquatch suit and were running around while everyone else <laughs> is hunting. Um, so, And, and I know you were just – you knew everybody just had a bow, so you'd always stay just out of bow range. But there was a giant – I mean, Matt's not a little guy, Giant D. He's, he's a big, big hes a big man. I've ran – You and don't play offensive line if you're little. Caught okay? me before. Oh, yeah, he's he's He picked giant. you up like a and he puts gone. on. A, he puts on a Sasquatch suit and runs around. I would have and in Louisiana, that's just a bad idea. Like, that – that's a recipe to get I a limb blown off or something, right? I think there really is one. Matt, there's people in this state who would consider eating Sasquatch, okay? <laughs> no, no, listen. Like, there would be a conversation, that, I mean, like, what do you think it tastes like? Let's let's see. It just bends and it and it
0: listen, like, when you, yeah, the, 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 the thing there was, um, and, and good lesson learned on my part, <laughs> the hot. Factor. I mean, I could have filled a bathtub full of sweat. I mean, you know, if that was swamp sweaty, that's a semi pro. This was you know, early going. season.
1: I mean, yeah, it was, it was October. It still stays pretty warm. Uh, it's not, I think it's a little cooler up in the New England area uh, in October. Yeah, and listen, but,
0: to, to, to all those people that watch these shows and they see these guys doing the knocking and, you know, and, and going out there looking for them and hearing all this stuff, it's corny. It's ridiculous. But I'm going to tell you this much that experience told me that there could potentially be something out there that we don't know because Santa (laughs) Claus, deer all around me. Yeah, they they, they may have stomped a little bit. We had an early doe come in with a yearling. She wasn't real impressed with Santa. Not a fan. But (laughs) Yeah, overall, not a big deal. I mean, she hung around long enough she could have got shot. Flip side of that equation, same day, so deer are active, not a different time of year. Same day, but in the evening, I go out messing around with a Sasquatch outfit and I'm not kidding you when I tell you, if a deer came out a mile down the
1: road and looked, it saw me, and it didn't want anything to do with me. Really? So maybe a little truth to that. You're saying there may be some Sasquatch, Yeti-type thing in the woods that definitely deer are afraid of? Because I'm right. assuming they eat... afraid of it. If there was, they probably eat deer, right? And that's, what I, they, that's what I'm thinking. That's what they catch or... Sasquatch eats whatever he wants. However that works. Yeah. No right, idea. that
0: and beef jerky. I mean, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs> Maybe it's been, now you heard him earlier, so here's, you got to get the clues. And as a hunter, um, he just said he could fill a bathtub up with his sweat, and deer have a super sensitive nose, and perhaps they smelled that mat Light sweat, even from a mile away. Yeah, it's really, honestly,
0: I mean, I've I've found my sweat to be, you know, more of an attractant than not. I mean, you know, if we think back to a Buck Commander episode where we had the one and only Rick Carone filming me, Uh I remember going out there in in just a a nice G-string and a beard, basically, (laughs) no shoes, no nothing, and we went and we we had a set, and it was magical. Now, magical for for Rick, obviously, I'm not sure it was magical for the 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 woodland creatures but you know
1: so you have hunted in a just a g-string just a thong underwear oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it, it made it made, the, it made the cut man
0: i mean it, it, it was obvious. in the show i mean it's
1: obvious. good stuff oh oh maddie light that's why we love you um uh now matt you played for the uh for the patriots you are retired now um you miss football? Do you, is there other times when you miss football? That's why we brought you in with Buck Commander. We just felt like you needed that male bonding. Do you miss it? Are yeah, you glad? We, or I mean, because football season's on right now, and Patriots are doing pretty good. And uh, so, did, is there ever time you just felt like you could suit it back up and get out there?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, look, you, you become a civilian, you can't just go hit people on a regular basis, and right, not, not have legally, a, you, can't. you know, some kind of a problem, right? right. I mean. <laughs> They're, they're, and, and, and I played the game. I love the aggressive side of the game. I love the mental side of the game. But, you know, I, I guess I was a little bit of a different cat in terms of I didn't grow up, you know, watching football. I, did, I didn't, you know, have the background knowledge and, and kind of the institutional knowledge that comes from being a fan. Um, but, man, I tell you, I, I learned to appreciate it. I love, you know, for me as a left tackle, a small left tackle, you know, my entire 11-year career, and I sure as heck wasn't going to, you know, Be the strongest guy on the field. So it came down to technique for me and I love that, that one-on-one battle. You know, I love, I love being able to compete at an extremely high level and have great guys around me. I mean, that's what I, I live for. And, you know, so when I retired, you know, there was a part of me that said, man, I've done everything you can do. You know, I tell people, I, I tell kids all the time that I talk to, I've won and lost every way you can do it. I've, I've, I've done it as best as you can and I've, I have failed, you know, in, in an awesome way. Um And 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 through all that, man, I just had to time of my life. It was an unbelievable ride. I was ready for retirement, though. You know, I've gotten to a point where, you know, again, you start thinking about the things that, that are truly important to you. And, you know, 13 major surgeries and all that stuff kind of helps yeah. you walk away from it. But, I, I mean, right now, yeah, there's a part of me that says it would be fun to be suiting up tonight. I mean, I'm in Foxborough. <laughs> The stadium's already getting crazy. There's a big game tonight. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty on the team, and right. and you think back to those moments, man, and 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 you know, a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of you know, pain, but it's all worth it.
1: Yeah. Now you go? Do you go to the games? Do you still go to some?
0: Yeah, man. You know, I'm gonna be uh, uh, hooking up with uh, uh, Stenhouse Jr. and we're gonna be. I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually. I don't know why they're doing this, and I'm sure you've done this a number of times, and. I mean, heck, you guys—you guys—you know—we're big into this for 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 quite a while. But I'm going to be driving that pace car up there for the
1: uh, oh. New Hampshire Motor
0: Speedway coming up Sunday.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's fun.
0: So, yeah, that's yeah. We're going to do a little promotion on the field tonight and uh, talk a little bit about that, and then just go hang out and you know, my daughter and my wife will uh, we'll go watch be, the game that's for be a while. Awesome!
1: Hey, I got to tell you this story. So, I was in uh, this year. I was in Lake Tahoe for the uh, Tahoe Celebrity Golf Tournament. And there was a guy there that you know, that you played with, a little guy named Wes Welker. Oh,
0: so special.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was there. So, look, he's in the thing. He looked a little nervous. Yeah, you know, I think his first year, looked a little nervous. And uh, Yeah. So, I went up, and we're competing in the closest to the pin, uh, a Corbell, Champagne, closest to the pin... Uh, Uh, event for charity right okay and you know this Matt last year's winner was Willie Robertson (laughs) in his first year in the event and I beat I beat everyone you you, you talk about it all the time that's what you talk about yeah so yeah I got a giant trophy we're doing the charity thing I've got this giant check this is on NBC I look down at the and I I don't know what the charity I don't know what I'm giving what what are we giving money to because it's got it's from me right because I won the thing and it's $25,000, and it says Lake Tahoe Wildlife Association. I thought, wildlife? Hey, man, that's my business. And I said, what do y'all do? And I looked at the lady, and she looks at me and says, we help wounded and injured animals back into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, the irony. Oh, the irony that I'm the one giving you this check. So, uh, so I won the event last year. So, I get so if you win, I probably would have never gotten invited back, but I'm the defending champion, so I'm there. Well, Welker's there. And so, he gets up to hit, and, this, and you know somebody's got to be that guy. We're hitting like a pitching wedge, right? It's 140 yards, all right? Welker doesn't make it off the tee box. Like, Cole tops it, and it goes six feet. From the deal, no. Only one no, guy nightmare. did that out of the twelve participants, and that was your buddy. So next time you see him, uh, tell him that uh, I, I took note of that, and I couldn't wait to tell you that story because it was classic. Oh, uh, that
0: that warms the heart, man. He was just <laughs> back in town, right? And uh, you know they made a big deal about, uh, and he was he was having some fun with it, but they were making a big deal about how you know Tommy, since he can't be around the team, serving this four game suspension, blah blah blah. You know he, he he wants somebody to throw to, and he and he asked Welker, you know, to to catch a few balls, right? And right. Uh, and and brought him in. I mean, you know, those, those two were, you know, was about a good, uh, you know, yeah. throw and catch tandem out there. And so, you know, when he's back, and he comes back in town, something always happens. I mean, the guy literally, he would fit in perfect with any outlaw group on earth. I mean, us, anybody. So. <laughs> He's like back it. in town I mean, and no I know he's going to the game and he said, and he says, I'm sitting in, in the, in the stands, like the regular stands down low right behind the bench. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's, it's a little odd. Well, then I don't know if you caught it or not, but he wore the Brady mask that looks like literally just like Brady and it's him wearing it in the stands. And I'm like, of course he did.
1: Oh, that's I mean, God awesome. love him.
0: I mean, who else does that? But I, I've got Welker stories that are absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Some of my favorite moments were with that guy. I mean, great player, but even even more fun off the
1: field uh matt you you have the best stories uh most of which we can't even we can never air on any sort of public airway, but <laughs> you do have some of the best stories uh that I've ever heard uh I'm interested right now, Johnny D and I are interested in uh what's the beard status right now? Are you clean shaven or are you do you have a beard'cause you have, you've got you've got one of the best beards that I've ever seen, but sometimes it's not there so what what's the face looking like right now?
0: yeah you know look it's disappointing i would say i mean i'm, I'm right at the matthew mcconaughey level Ooh, you okay. know where it's
1: i'm not judging i just i just wanted to know what i was you know because we're not together yeah. so you're you're in europe in foxborough we're down here in louisiana and johnny D's beard's out of control it's just it's got i mean up. it's massive i told him the other day i said i think you should cut it short but here's the deal my mom offered me money to trim my beard she said, you look ridiculous. I'll pay you to trim it. So really? I'm so, going to hold out and get more So money. we both had the same thought. Yeah. Are you going to pay I, me? What? I'm I'm just holding I am I do pay you. What are you <laughs> talking about? I pay you every two weeks. I'm just holding Noted. out so I can get the most money possible for trimming my beard. So you're kind of in the... Well, but now, because you were in the hospital as well, you can't have a massive beard like that if you're in the hospital. No, well, I, and I have I'm been surprised the, they didn't shave region. your whole head and shave everything, right? I mean...
0: Yeah, I'm starting over. I mean, I am going for a little bit more length on the hair. I mean, I mean, look, John, Johnny D has like, I mean, he he, he he's, he's literally cousin it. I mean, it doesn't stop. I don't care if it's his top knot, if it's his upper lip plumage. I mean, I, I would I would imagine you probably got a bit of a, a a goat gruff starting at your nipples to your knees. I mean,
1: there's. There's a lot that happens
0: within, you know, the realm of Johnny D. but Johnny I
1: D, hate. his body looks like that piece in your yard, like when there's a water leak and it just drips and that. and the grass, there's like five times higher than the rest of the yard. That's Johnny D's body. It's, it's like body somebody spilled the fertilizer out in the yard in that one spot, there which is, is no, mostly his head. It's just all no over hair, his head. Shoulders down. I don't yeah, he really is kind of, yeah, he doesn't have the back hair yet. he's got no that. arm hair. No not. arm hair. He's just got just, just massive facial. His, his head is just, just shoving hair. out. I mean, his little hair follicles are just shoving out <laughs> hair as quick as they, I mean, they're working like a Chinese factory, you know, like just dumping it out everywhere. I'm trying to look good.
0: Well, look, you're, 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 the creative mind of Benny Dudu sent me a, a, a little comparative Uh, picture that he put together, a little collage. Yes, and I saw it. It it was ridiculous. I mean, I I first looked at it and I was like, oh, it's funny, you know, Game of Thrones, I love that character, awesome, way to go. And then I looked at it again and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of similarity there. Yeah, yeah. I got to get back to that.
1: No, he sent that, you know what's funny about that text is he sent that text to a group, to a big group of us, and Tombo Martin hijacked his text. Have you ever seen that, like, in a group text? So he sends that. Before you can even ingest it and talk and make comments, Tombo Martin sends out something about a deer, like in – and then everybody just starts talking about the deer. <laughs> and I told Benny, Benny said, you're exactly right. – I said, no, we didn't get the full because then they all start commenting on a deer. And so I said, he didn't give that text its moment. No. It's He's
0: a, like a – that needs to be a term. Is there a
1: term for that? can we Can we create, like – like the pirate, like a text pirate or something. I mean, I've never heard anybody mention it, but I, he, he it was a, it was a it was a text hijack. He took the thread over and didn't even comment. Didn't even comment on that. I've seen it happen. But I've never I've never seen anybody call it out. But we do need
0: attention to this. We do need, need a name for that. Exactly what you're talking about right. right now. And and I've seen that happen before too. And you know, look, I mean, Tombo, I mean, he is one hell of a model american and i can't say anything bad about him but i mean he's highlighted you know through his actions something that we probably should spend a little time I on i think we should
1: yeah and there sometimes I, I hit on i catch something and i and i caught on that one and here's another one for you and we need a term for this and if you don't believe me just try it next time you're in your vehicle and someone else is in there and there's no radio on start singing and i, I pr- 100% the other person will turn the radio on. If you're singing or humming, you just start making musical notes or thoughts with your mouth. Automatically, the person reaches and turns the radio on. It is something subliminal that makes us do it. And try it if you haven't tried it, and watch every time it happens.
0: Or that people. Uh, well, don't... Now, wait, wait a minute. It, it, now listen, uh, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, though. That could be a personal approach. I mean, like, you know, I contrast what you what, what your experience has been with maybe riding a car with Al Dean or, you know, Luke or any number of, 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 you know, accomplished, you know, singer-songwriters. We may, I mean, I'm, you know, outside the box again. I'm just trying to think it out here, but maybe a different
1: story? You think it, and you just try it. Just next time you're in the car with someone, just start singing. Just start singing a song. And automatically they'll turn the radio. On. It's it's it's. I'm telling you, it's a proven fact. I feel like if I started
0: singing right now, that that would probably happen a lot to those people that are listening to the podcast as they're cruising so down the be road. Oh, people would be just
1: shuffling with their phone, trying to turn some music Switch. on. I don't know what it is. It's just a, a. It's an interesting fact. Now, Matt, I did want to ask you about this. Uh, uh, the quarterback in San Francisco. Uh, people are now are not standing up. You know, for the national anthem, as a former NFL guy that's been on the field, you've been in that situation um, probably hundreds of times. What's your What's your thought on that?
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, man, uh, and and, I, and I'd like to have a few seconds on this one. But to start off with, I'd say it's kind of like. When I tell my kids, you know, look, we can't watch this comedy because the only thing they do is drop the F-bomb. Right. If they were more creative and they had, you know, more sense about them and they were educated, they would find a, another way to make you laugh because right. it, it would be a lot funnier, right? So I'll start with that. And, and, and the reason I say that is because I totally, totally understand wanting to affect change in some way, for some cause, whatever it is. right? And there's no way that anybody can argue that there are issues in this country when it comes to equality or when it comes to, you know, just common sense things, but, but beyond that, things that, you know, uh, certain people have to deal with. Black people in this country um, have to deal with people that are just ugly and mean-spirited and evil, right? They do. Yeah. that that's the truth and there's been a lot of bad things that have happened and we need to educate our children and our communities and everything else but the caveat to all that is is that if you're not going to be if you're not if you're not going to take the time to really really look at the situation and find a way to really affect change in a real way then why do it and i say that because When I stood on the sideline and I watched the the planes fly overhead and I knew that those were, you know, servicemen and women who were taking time out of their day to salute what we were doing when it should be the other way around, right? And when I saw a guy carry a flag out on the field or when I saw a field draped across, you know, one of our stadiums, there was nothing more powerful. And then you piggyback that with the national anthem and that, that is, that man, that, that, that carries so much weight and so much meaning. None of that meaning, in my eyes, represents what they're trying to get across in terms of their message. So while, yeah, it grabbed a lot of attention, it wasn't the attention that they truly want. I mean, they truly want to make a difference. Right? You know, they truly want to see things change. And to me, I just didn't feel like that was right to do it in that manner. And I don't think it's right today. And I don't think it is going to help really make a difference.
1: I don't, especially when you're talking about America and our country, I think the optics are terrible because guys are making a lot of money to play a sport. You know, there's other people that put their lives on the line whether their military or their police officers or their firefighters put their life on the line. Uh, and many times for our country or for others, um, it just looks a little silly that you can't stand up for the national anthem, you know, um, to say that, you know, whereas we have trouble in this country, we have things that we are constantly working on and trying to improve. But overall, we love our country. And as a whole, no matter who the president is, no matter, you know, um, I just think it's a, well, it's a slippery slope. When you start going down there and then not believing in our country. And then there's riots and all that. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there's, there's other ways to make changes perhaps if it had just done the preseason i'm gonna do this for a game i'm gonna tell my story and then you know um change it up or whatever because now people well look you know he
0: he's got he's got an incredible platform to do you know something really special in terms of drawing attention to um you know racial inequality and you know police brutality because those things do exist out there um you know, I'm not speaking to any one reference. You know, in terms of, you know, the different cases and the things that are ongoing, and and uh, you know, it, 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 there's just there, there's sadness all around. Um, no matter what side you're on, on 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 that end of it, when it comes to tragedy. But I just know that he's got a heck of a platform that he could truly utilize um, in a in a very powerful way. And none of that should include breaking down the fibers of what. This country is built on. I mean, we're we if we didn't stand together in day one, right? The way that we did, and the way that you know the the leaders of this country, you know, pulled everyone together. If we didn't stand together, we would have been crushed. But we did, and that's what makes us such a great nation. You know,
1: exactly.
0: We we got to we got to move past this one, and and we just when it's all said and done, what it really highlights is that we need true leaders. We need real leadership in this country. People that are selfless. You know, the reason a guy like Donald Trump, who, you know, I've had many interactions with and, you know, Mike Pence, um, you know, and 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 working with him and knowing him for a number of years now. The reason people um, are gravitating towards him and especially those that have never voted before is because they know that we cannot continue doing what we're doing the way we've been doing it. It's a broken record. It's the very definition you know, of insanity. Of insanity so exactly we we've got to move forward in a in a new positive way and we gotta do it together or forget about it. It's not gonna happen.
1: I think that's why the politicians are so frightened of someone like that because it is a uh it is a game changer and that's on both sides. I think both you know, these old tried and true, you know, the old Republican guard, I mean, he scares them too because they're they even though they some they may win, some they may lose, they know the system. They you know and a lot of it is the same, you know, it's just the same, the same of what's been going on. So I think that is what really scares them to death, uh, is to realize that power will be lost because you don't know what exactly, you know, uh, the guy doesn't seem like he's gonna, um, you know, play by all the political rules. And what I think is an asset of his is that he knows the system well because he's played it from, From his side as a business guy so he knows exactly what the game is and uh uh, some would perhaps say that's a negative but i think it's it's actually a positive he's not clueless to politics i mean you you're not that successful new york business guy without having to work with a lot of different people right i mean you have to figure it out and figure out how to get things working and moving if not you'll never make it um in new york so uh so i'm excited the election's close and uh uh do you, have you gotten involved at all in politics or you, you just like kind of watching it and seeing what's going to happen on this one
0: you know i i actually helped introduce mike pence up in new hampshire uh oh just, just before i got sick and uh you know it was great to you know see mike again and I've, I've run into mike a few times you know he's just over the border from my farm in ohio uh and and uh you know had you know had a few interactions with him and and he is he is a great he's a great person you know i mean he he understands small town america he understands you know uh being accountable and standing up for what's right and speaking your mind even though it's not the most popular opinion out there and you know look um you know i i feel like i feel like i look back on my life and i look at the people that were the most influential and you know even the stories that i heard about my grandfather a guy that i never met and and just how people you know held him in such high esteem and all those people have the same things in common and and that is they're very they're very intellectual in their own way it mean it doesn't need to be book smarts but they're very intellectual they they don't they don't dictate they know the difference between a boss and a leader which is really important yeah. and it, and, it, and it's highly forgotten in this era of you know show everybody how tough you are you know make the statement don't back down you know i mean it, it, these people that are that are the true leaders um not not the ones that wear the badge but the, one, the ones that work behind the scenes, you know, those are the kind of people we need to promote. And those are the kind of people that people need to educate themselves on so that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past.
1: Right. Yeah. And I haven't got a chance to meet uh, Mike, but I look forward to meeting him. John Luke did tell me that he is uh, he's actually doing convocation at Liberty University, where John Luke's at, uh, coming up. It'll actually be right before, I think, the election. So. uh yeah, we shall see. It's tightening up and uh, you know, I've been I've been for Trump for a while, you know, way back last summer when everybody thought I was insane. Um and the question I kept getting was, Do you actually think he can win? And uh I was somewhere yesterday and now it's I actually think he's gonna win. <laughs> so now that the it's changed from my friends to do you think to uh now I think he actually can and uh, uh I think Hillary's just a uh she's just a bad candidate. I mean she's you know, she's just hadn't She's not likable and so uh so we shall see. Now now Matt and I also went on uh, uh we have we we have a distinct uh thing, Matt. Me and you have been in Afghanistan together and neither one of us were in the military. So we did a USO uh Christmas event. Uh what year was that? Two thousand thirteen? Uh you know I th- Or twelve so yeah. I can't remember uh back then. Fourteen? Um, so no it was before fourteen, uh, I think. So, uh, yeah, we went on that, um, and uh, now I will tell you that one of us has the only distinction of dressing up in a, I call it a fat suit, but I don't know what it is. It's a padded suit, and so at midnight in uh, Bagram Air Force Base, wherever we were at, Matt Light is running down the road with a padded suit on with trained military German shepherds chasing him and attempting to take him down. I feel bad for the German shepherds. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Well, the first no. one got on him, and I literally thought you were going to pull his teeth out because the dog the dog had no quit. The dog was like, bro, I will chew on this until my mouth falls off. And Matt's a big guy. Matt's a little bigger than And the than- second time, the dog took him down. But we I will say if you didn't have the padded suit on, had his teeth been in your tricep and bicep for realsies, <laughs> you you may have you may have hit the dirt quicker. But it was impressive. On both parts, the dog and Maver to it. What if he hit a bitch oh, in listen. the face? What if it had- <laughs> Well Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what, what if they would have shot me in the head, that's a chance we're willing to take. I mean, like come on, Lloyd Christmas. I mean this is the real deal. I mean, I remember putting on that suit, and it was late. I mean, it was a long day. We were all over the place. Oh, it was the you know? it was
1: midnight. It was like the middle of the night we were doing this. this bad
0: yeah, and it was like some stupid comment I made the day before, like, hey, <laughs> dog doesn't look like he's too hardcore. <laughs> like, he can rip your heart out. <laughs> like, he's a man after a man. Like, I, I, you know, I made some stupid comment, right? And then, you know, here comes the suit. Like, let's put the fat guy in a, you know, it's like 10 <laughs> pounds in a 5-pound bag, right? And it's the get fat in there, guy and in my, the my, fat suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like literally, and my my hands are hanging out. There's, I thought uh, he could have, have grabbed
1: like... you. And here's the deal: we're not in Virginia Beach. We're, this is not like some police academy in you know in Boston or something where you know we are in an active war zone. These dogs are doing this on the daily. I mean, for survival, we're in Afghanistan doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they're called Malinois, okay, for a reason. Because they're hard to pronounce, you don't see them very often, and they're used for killing things, namely human beings. And so, yeah, like, it, like when I look behind me, I mean, it, literally it's like throwing a blind dog in a meat house. Like he's going to chomp at everything, right? And they release this sucker, and they're like, all right, look, here's the deal. You're going to run. Keep your hands tucked up underneath there. He's going to bite one of your elbows. You know, that's what he's trained to do, to take you down because that's the easiest way. And uh, whatever you do, don't stop running. And do not look back. Like seriously, I mean, it's like saying don't look down when you're getting ready to jump for the first time out of a plane. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm trucking and you know, I'm waiting for this thing to happen. When that dude hit me, man, that, and you're right. If I didn't have a suit on, I'm talking fetal position right now. That dog was unbelievable. And, uh, and, and I did win the first battle, but definitely, uh, forfeited, you know, two, three, four and five. (laughs)
1: oh yeah we just kept doing it so uh but that was a fun trip and uh, uh fun hanging out getting to see all the the military folks and uh general dempsey man what a what a guy that guy is uh just a wealth of knowledge. i just wanted to sit with him for days and just listen to stories and uh uh just a cool trip that we were able to go on and uh i have fond memories and um Lastly, I a want to hear about singer, your charity, by the way. huh? Oh, and a great singer, Yeah, and I was a uh, great the, singer. I had the fortune of uh, being able to sing with him uh, uh, at the end of all our our little concert or little whatever we called them uh, to the entertainment gigs that we did. So, uh, uh, Matt, I do want to hear about your charity and uh, how's it going. I think y'all, y'all just have your event.
0: Um, we did, yeah. We had the uh, 12th annual Celebrity Shootout. Man, it was incredible. You know, again, came at a time where I was just happy to be able to be on my feet and was you know really able to soak it in from a you know different perspective and and uh man you know look we we started this foundation in 2002 we've been doing it for a long time and we are experiencing unbelievable growth we're building a new welcome center and office and shop area we've added new staff or programming has you know gotten some awards from the state of ohio we've got young men that are making just absolutely unbelievable decisions in their lives and their and their they, they know what they're they're here for they, they they know what is required of them and and they, and they're living real like we talk about responsible and who ethical, are you helping I mean what
1: what exactly is the goal for for what you're doing all the time and the money raising all this I mean what exactly is this going for
0: well you know we we've got an interesting approach and that is we've got a 600 acre facility in Ohio that's all outdoor based you know 15 miles of trails you know, we have a turf field in the middle of the woods so we can do some sports-related things. Um, but really, the heart and soul of what we do is our leadership camps and leadership conferences. We have those in the Northeast, um, but we like to bring in kids from all over the country. we got kids from New Orleans right now that are getting ready to come into their senior year. Um, it's a four-year commitment for this particular program. And, and, boy, don't you learn a lot about anybody if you're around them for four years, but when you see a young man that comes into a program no real idea, you know, uh, because we never did when we were going into our freshman year of high school, right? And then you see them make these incredible decisions and, and get their life on track. I mean, it's it's really eye-opening. So we do things like that, and then we also have football camps and scholarships, and then we, we open up our property to anybody for free that's working with young people. So, you know, a lot of different partnership programs, and, and but the bottom line is, you know, you spend time with young people, you spend real time with them, and, and you get to know them, and you let them know that hey man I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to ask a lot out of you you know to be given what you've been given because guess what? The federal government hasn't never given our foundation a dime. you know we've worked for everything we've had um, as an organization, and we're going to pass that on to you, but not for free and you know that means a lot to a young person once they understand that concept, so that that's what we're trying to get done and and I'm really proud of the people that we've gotten, our staff and, and our supporters and those that make it all possible
1: right. Well Matt, it's been a uh it's been just a joy and a thrill being your friend and uh hearing all the stories and we've hit just on the just the tip of the iceberg. Uh we can tell stories all day long and uh, uh I wish um, the best for you, your family and uh really your health now and uh we'll be praying for you for sure and um, that's just a good reminder and uh, but you know, that's what sometimes we gotta gotta have to get our perspective in line and uh you know realize we're not here for long so uh make the most of it and you are certainly one of the guys who makes the most of life and just a joy to be around and uh uh, great knowing you matt thank you so much for uh coming in and talking to us and uh putting a smile on our face and all the best to you buddy
0: well i love you brother you too johnny d and for all those people that are out there on the podcast driving in their car i just got this Now, when I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi (laughs) to visit my granny and her Annabella world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees, freezing song, and one day (laughs) I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down an old shoebox, and I punched a couple holes in the top, and when Sunday came, I snuck him into church. Well, I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh, and that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk you can cut off on any time, but I was, <laughs> I
1: was, I, was,
0: just, I, was, I was, oh, like, I really, was ready for was that
1: right day. There. That squirrel went berserk. That is not the first in time. That old I've South Baptist church <laughs> in that sleepy little town
0: of Pasadena. It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. We was jump using, shouting hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah.
1: baby. <laughs> All right, Maddie. See you, buddy. All right. See you, brother. all right that was matt light uh just what a guy man he is uh so funny so funny and I uh, love hearing his stories and uh just how he lives his life and uh you know a lot of guys struggle uh when they get out of the uh professional ranks of you know whatever team they're on whether it's baseball or football or basketball and they um uh, a lot of times their lives just get screwed up and just can't deal they need that competition and so uh matt's one of the good guys who's really uh used his brains. obviously a smart guy and uh family guy and just you know uh has a, a an abundant life outside of just football so that's certainly not what defined him glad he's my friend and so we talk about uh today the bible verse will be about friendship and uh uh jonathan david had a uh a, an awesome friendship and uh that was well written about and uh in uh first samuel twenty forty two says jonathan said to david go in peace uh we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the lord saying the lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever um and so you know surround yourself with people that you know are good people that can be your friends that help you out that inspire you that do things that uh, uh make you want to be a better person and so uh i try to collect as many of those friends as i can and uh and we share this journey of life and we have fun and uh we do good things and we do stupid things and uh, uh but we're gonna enjoy it here and uh because we know it'll be no matter what it'll be better in heaven and uh so i'm so glad uh, uh matt's there and because i have lost friends that i i wish i could have a, a podcast with them so uh, we will have to wait for heaven uh that's it guys love y'all talk to you next time